Good evening, ballers. Welcome to the 76th episode of The Step Back, Sean Bradley edition. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, you looking for a dunk facial? That's your man. But, uh, yeah. Uh, It's your host, Leon Tonkins, my main man, Jacob Moses. Back to you tonight, Monday, December 20th, a few days right before Christmas. Uh, got a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, health and safety protocols going on in the league. We got <laughs> Kyrie action. A lot of guys coming back in the league you might have, you know, heard of before, and a lot of rookies making a name for themselves. And Steph Curry cementing his legacy as the greatest shooter mm-hmm. of all time. But sure. you know, how you feeling, brother? I am feeling great. It's good to be back on Mondays. Get into your role like Monday night, WWE. Um, but we're better. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, everything's going well. Feeling good, healthy. Christmas almost here. Got all the shopping done. And how you doing down there in NYC? Place to be. You know, it's cold. You know, what they call brick out here. There you go. <laughs> uh, but, you know, every CDMD, every uh, mobile truck you see, they got the COVID testing around the block, you know, so it's, it's about that mm-hmm. time, the spike, the surge has uh, been in effect. It's gone in effect across sports. NBA, you got every star taken out uh, due mm-hmm. to health and safety protocols. You got the NFL postponing games. NBA now postponing games. MLB in the lockout. So uh, we're about to hit that stage where we got nothing on TV again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the list of names on this on this health and safety protocol list is pretty outstanding. Uh, Seventy players entering protocol this month, fifty of them this week. Uh, names like Giannis, Durant, Harden, Trey Young entering, Pascal Siakam, Zach Levine entered for a time, DeRozan, like the entire Bull squad, Anthony Edwards, Westbrook was in there for a time. I mean. These guys are having trouble fielding, uh, putting eight players on the court. And granted, we're seeing a lot of, you know, G League players and guys coming in the league and, and making a name for themselves. But, you know, mm-hmm. the NBA makes their money on Christmas. And Trey Young and playing, supposed to be playing the Knicks, MSG, that playoff mat, rematch. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Knicks in protocol themselves. We, uh, Nets, you know. If their big stars are out, even with Kyrie now making a return, you know, Lakers, AD out, it's going to be a lot of trouble. I don't know uh, what the NBA is going to do as far as these uh, protocols are concerned. Yeah, man, it's definitely crazy. It's We're about to have the replacements in the NBA style, man, because they got to start calling up everybody. I mean, the Knicks, it's crazy because – Grimes had a good game. Well, at first he started with RJ. RJ wasn't doing too well, but he said it was he was sick, whatever, kind of knew what it was. Boom, health and safety protocols. Quentin Grimes comes in, you know, gunslinging 27 points. Boom, he's next. Quickly. Oh, no, excuse me, before him. Obi had a good game, health and safety protocols. Then Grimes. Then quickly. I'm like, damn, who's next? Well, luckily there was, it was just an ankle with him, but good. Well, I mean, who's next? What's, what's the deal? Yeah, it, 
it seems it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. 97% of the league is vaccinated and, mm-hmm. you know, due to everyone, you know, the, the staff, the fans, the coaches, mm-hmm. you, get, you have to take all that into account in getting these guys off the floor. But I think now at some, at this point, if they either had to have a, you know, 10 to 14 day pause, which mm-hmm. they, I think they should have done last week with the Bulls outbreak, Mm-hmm. To get everybody, you know, uh, reset the, the, the count and get everybody situated and come up mm-hmm. with a plan. Because if the NBA wants to make their money on Christmas, I, I'm pretty sure they don't want replacement players and, and G League <laughs> guys, you know, uh, playing these games on national TV. <laughs> Wayne Selden, freaking, <laughs> I can see it now. Bruce Browns of the world coming back. I mean, this is, I won't say it's unprecedented because if you saw it before, but yeah, we're going to see some do it. But, but on the flip side, it's kind of, I'll say it's kind of exciting because then you never know because you might see that next star come up and go, hey, I never knew about this guy, which was already being done, but now it's going to be heightened because you got to have, you know, what, 10 players mm-hmm. at least. So, yeah, call these kids up and see what we can do. I said, we got Deuce having big games beforehand because they needed somebody. And, look, he came and made an impact. So, you know, the Nets got a few guys. You'll see guys like Cameron Thomas. They'll be able to shine. He's actually playing well. You know, he's taking it to the rim. He's learning that he doesn't have to just chuck up shots to get his points. Um, You go to Houston, you're seeing guys, you know, Jalen Green goes down. You got guys like, Eric Gordon coming back around, doing his thing, showing he can still be a productive player in the league. They got a few other young guys like Josh Christopher. And I just want to – you see guys like that. You want to see these young players come out and do what they do and create some excitement for their fan bases. Yeah, watching the the Nets last week when they had the seven players out, like Aldridge and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and then you see the the, the other guys, you know, like (laughs) – Imagine like watching David Duke Jr. on Christmas, you know, and and uh, Kessler Edwards. Now these guys brought a lot of energy. They mm-hmm. won the other night against Toronto, a hard fought game. They lost against Orlando because they just yep. didn't have enough players. But it it goes to show that it's tough to make it in this league. But once mm-hmm. you're in there, these guys, you know, one to fifteen on that bench, it's it's professional caliber. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of guys bring up uh, Brian Scalabrini, White Mamba. He didn't get a lot of minutes, but yeah. everybody remembers that that playoff game, and he had skill. That's what you oh, witnessing mm-hmm. with every guy on on these rosters. So you look at Austin Reeves for the Lakers, hit a uh, game winning shot the other night. Chumul mm-hmm. Kiki for Orlando. Garrison Matthews in Houston, you know, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Golden yep. State. So a lot of guys coming in, making an impact. You're getting that 13, 14, 15th guy on the roster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, that's all you can ask for. It's an opportunity and they're making the most of it. Isaiah Thomas, name you might have heard before. He came along. Had a nice game, 19 points in his first game. I mean, that guy was ready to go. He was another one. It seemed like he would just never get a shot for some reason. Dude, he was a really good player. I mean, he was, like, pretty much star in the league. And 
just nothing. But this is his time now. He's like, hey, let's see what we can do. But the Lakers trying to sign everybody with um, street clothes there. Now he's not. He's going to be out for four weeks. But they signed some Jamario Jones from Wisconsin G League team. Let's see what he has. You know, they needed a big body. You never know. You never know. But it's going to get ugly before it gets better. I can say that right now. Yeah, you call him street clothes. I call him Mr. Operation because you know, any anytime you touch him, just buzz, buzz, buzz. It's just, it's it's brutal. But the the last injury. So the first one, he he rolled his ankle, and it looked looked ugly. Came back out, you know, five ten minutes later. LeBron pushes. Uh, I think it was Beverly. Or, I forgot. Who yes, was, I know he put the Wolves player mm-hmm. right into AD's knee. I mean, it's just unfortunate, but you know, it, it's been a down season for uh, Davis. It's been a down season for the Lakers, mm-hmm. and talks of you know trading Westbrook was has been you know increasing. Uh, it's been a lot of internal strife as far as getting him in the first place, as opposed to Buddy Hield. Mm-hmm. Do, do you really see the Lakers making a move and, and trading Westbrook? No. Ken, at this point, what are you going to get from him? I mean, you're in a win-now mode, so he's one of your win-now players, so I really can't see that happening. I mean, what are you going to – now his value has to be low because he hasn't been playing that well. I mean, he's been really inconsistent, you know, and, you know, with LeBron aging, and he he's kind of – you can really see his game starting to slow down. He You know, he doesn't want to do that much on the court. You know, Westbrook, he tries to do what he can, uh, you know, take over the game, but it's not working. That for some reason this big three it is has not been working. Yeah, they had it good for about a week or so, but then now AD goes down. Who are you going to depend on? You know, you're not going to get twenty something points from Ryan Reeves every game. You know, he's not going to be, you know, hitting game winners every two games. It's just not going to happen. So where is that going to come from? But Westbrook, I can't see him getting traded. Yeah, I I don't know where exactly he would go to make it. A difference as far as his fit on another team, you know. Maybe people talking about like Westbrook to the Pelicans and like Lakers getting Lillard. I'm like, no, just, just stop nah. that. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's just out of these world uh, trade rumors that the Lakers are uh, destined for half the league. You hear Mr. Mm-hmm. Bonus, you hear Turner, which you know what they might have to make a move for Turner or Sabonis now that. Uh, AD is out for four to six weeks, but yeah, it, it, it would mean giving up uh, Horton Tucker, who they've been very reluctant to do. Mm-hmm. But if they're in this win now mode, and you know LeBron only has what so many years uh, left, and you know this isn't his prime, but you know he's mm-hmm. playing pretty well for the most part. It, 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 they may be forced to make a move and give up some of their young talent. Mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. Yeah. 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 Watching Kyle Kuzma just hit game winners all, all over the league and just sticking it to the Lakers anytime he can get is mm-hmm. it, it's pretty hilarious. Awesome. It's awesome to see. You know you know what kind of skill that kid had. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't like him, so off he went. But he's in a better place now. But also, I just wanted to bring this up. A lot of teams, even before like the outbreak started happening. These teams haven't been playing up to their potential. A lot of them, or a lot of them have come back down to earth, like the Wizards, man. They were, they set the league on fire. And then I look, they're like 
a game or two over 500. What the hell happened? Yeah, reality set in. Mm-hmm. Reality and set the Hawks. in. Hawks. Hawks, too. And that's why I look at the Knicks and I'm like, wait a minute. This, this is not just them. What, what, what is – what's the deal? Yeah. And, you know, a lot with the, the COVID the outbreak mm-hmm. uh, among these teams, mm-hmm. it also forced what we talked about last week with guys who were out of rotation, Kemba, Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Now these guys are forced back in a rotation due to a numbers game. And Kemba had a, a great game of 29 points, first game back in about two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it lost to Boston, but Kemba was showing, yeah, his defense may be not up to par, but he can still score the ball, which he wasn't really doing before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and Blake Griffin uh, coming in, pro's pro, you know, 17 points, knocked down a few threes, hit a huge three against Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, still drawing charges, you know. So these veteran guys who are out of rotation now coming back in, showing their uh, grit and grind. But, you know, what do you say to these guys coming back in their rotation, making an impact? Uh, it's great to see. You know, Kimba, we – I get why – and I'll say this. I get why he did it because, you know, yeah – it's nice. It's nice to see him play defense or try to play defense, but he really wasn't making an effort. And if you play for tips, you gotta show an effort on defense. Also, offensively, he wasn't playing the best, but I can see reduced minutes, benching him like he did. Yeah, I mean, I would have brought the minutes down, but he can do it in like 15, 20 minutes. You know, keep his knees fresh. He can still break down the defense with the best of them. And, but you got to keep him around, especially being a leader. He has to be a leader on the floor. It seems like Fournier plays better when Kimbo is actually on the floor as well. Um, but now you're in a predicament where you have to play him. And like I said, he he really played pissed off. And it seemed like every shot he made, like he looked towards Tibbs, like, yeah, yeah, I can still do this. And on the other side of town with Blake Griffin, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see him actually expanding his game. He's been doing it for about two or three years now, but just to see him to step back and hitting threes and faking them out and hitting threes, it's really cool to see because he's evolved his game. You know, he's, we all knew him as this high flyer guy and you knew his knees wasn't going to last forever. The, the, the hops wasn't always going to be there. And it's not there anymore. I don't care how much he can throw his hand out and show his left hand. I still got it. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> But he's actually – his mid-range is pretty solid. And his three-point game, hey, get, let me take 35 36% from him, and you're good to go, man. Yeah, he been he was really struggling with his three-point shot in the beginning of the year, uh, which led to him being out of rotation. But mm-hmm. uh, after coming back in, knocking down a few, it seems like he's catching his rhythm. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, they're going to need him down the stretch. I didn't think they would play him – uh, heavy minutes to mm-hmm. begin with, but now with all that's going on, um, it, I'm, I'm glad he's back in the rotation. Uh, high basketball IQ, mm-hmm. uh, chemistry well known within the locker room. So you know, it's just a, just a presence that you know, if he's, it's kind of like you you feel you feel good, you play good, and hopefully it's the start of something for Blake who can still make a contribution. Absolutely. You know, you, you were mentioning Kemba and Tibbs, and there's been some reports, like, I guess ever since the benching that they haven't really spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder how much of that is true. Uh, 
wouldn't surprise me, <laughs> to be honest, because it just seemed, like I said, it seemed like it wasn't bickering. It was just more Kimbo just looking towards Tibbs every time he made a big shot. He had something to say. Obviously, too, he was playing his old teammates, but it really looked like he was looking at Tibbs, like, yeah, I still do this, and this is what I do, still got it, and making comments like that while he was on the floor. So some truth might be in there somewhere. And it, wouldn't, it really wouldn't surprise me, but it's hard to see them not talking. Obviously, with practices and stuff like that, I can I can see them talking, but not that much. But, hey, like I said, Kimba's a vet. You're going to need that on this team. You're going to need every ounce of production from everybody that steps out on that floor every night. And it's going to be a tough one. It's definitely going to be tough, especially the way Randall's been playing. So, Yeah, and when we spoke last week about – a couple of weeks ago about Randall and his inconsistency and his, his struggles. And Tibbs also made a point of him uh, saying that Randall should be aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, he's holding the ball too long, make, being very indecisive. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be downhill ever since that playoff series against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now we, we had said, you know, to possibly trade Randall for Simmons. It, the rumblings were kind of low. I, I think to probably pick up a little bit more steam. Mm-hmm. If there's something that was offered to you, Randall, Kemba, I guess, and for Simmons or, you know, so, somewhere along that framework, mm-hmm. is this something that you would do? Yeah. I Honestly, I really would. With Simmons, you put him on the right team. Like, he's not going to clock. And that's the good thing about – Simmons is a great passer. He's not going to clog up the middle. He's going to be passive, which is good for the most part. But I'm just trying to see where he would be in the lineup. Would he be where he played a point forward? Like, but I think, obviously, he'll play a better point forward than Randall. I mean, a lot, like Randall, spoke highly of him. But if he's going to play like this, I really get somebody in there that can make a difference on the defensive side that can turn these – things in the offense, and he's a smart – Ben Simmons is a smart player on the floor, too, plus he's – you know, he's, I think he's younger. Pretty sure he is, probably like a year or so. Yeah. But I'm definitely not going to say no. Because I'm a Randall guy, but I'm not going to say, oh, no, I, I'm not going to do that. But let's see what – let's see what Randall is come trade deadline time. If he doesn't get it together, you definitely got to think. But, you know, they invested a lot in him, so see if he gets more aggressive. Well, he when he plays more aggressive, when I mean that, taking open shots, not this dribble, 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 dribble into a double team and then lose the ball. And he passes up so many open shots. I'm like, dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a guy, you gotta take it and you gotta make it, or at least take them. You know, don't be don't be second fiddle to Fournier. Man. It's just not. It shouldn't be that way. But. Yeah, I like I call you know Ben Simmons dusty ass bitch and all that absolutely because he yes yeah, so he's acting like, um, but but what also scares me though is him in New York. He thought Philly was bad. New York is worse. <laughs> you it really have his feelings hurt. But like I said, I'm willing to you know stick with Randall for a little bit and see if he can get it back together. Can't can't get any worse. That's how I look at it. That, that that is true, that, that definitely true. Uh, it's not it's not too late for the Knicks. They're in the twelfth, no, the eleventh, twelfth spot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then that little cluster there of all those teams around 500 with Atlanta and Indiana and all those teams. So um, there's still some time to figure things out maybe after this uh, COVID outbreak across mm-hmm. the league. He can set his rotations again and maybe give yeah. guys like McBride and Grimes some more minutes, uh, really spell uh, a lot of these vets. You have to. You have to give McBride the way he played with his energy and his defensive prowess on the floor. You gotta give him more time. Grimes is the same way. Three and D guys. That's what we need. Three and D. Three and D. Three and D. That's the way the NBA now. Get with it now. And by the way, now we talk about trades. If they offer me, Miles, what do you want for Miles Turner? I'm giving up also bonus. Either one of them, I'm taking them. I'll Mitchell. See you. I'll see you. Because he's another one. I feel like he's going to be Mr. Glass. Because as soon as he hits the floor, I'm just like, oh, God, is he going to get up? Do runs runs like his damn feet hurt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's just irritating. Yes, he can he can provide, you know, just a stalwart in the, I mean, Rudy Gobert type stuff when he's healthy. But he scares the hell out of me that he's not going to last that long. That's why I want somebody to, like a Miles Turner that can do the same thing. But he has an offensive game. I want an offensive game from players one to five on that floor mm-hmm. because that's the way the NBA right now. I mean, I'm not saying shoot like 10, 15 threes a game, but if you can knock it down, it'd be nice. He has no other game besides, you know, Duncan. That gets kind of old. Yeah, it was nice. You set the single season record for field goals, but. You know, dude, I want a jump hook or something. I mean, mid-range, give us something. Like a poor, poor man's Dwight Howard. I'm like a really poor man's Dwight Howard. And yeah, yeah. His, his game is dependent on the point guard anyway, so. Oh, yeah. Always, always, always been. We don't have that. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be lost. Mm-hmm. But I still say we missed him in the Atlanta series, though. Yeah. And, and speaking of point guards, one entered the garden and set a record. Uh, now officially the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry coming in and on the, what's the third shot mm-hmm. of, the, of the game, broke the record and, you know, they stopped the game for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and yep. allowed him to soak it all in and got Ray Allen with the, uh, the juice look. Reggie Miller did, all those guys really <laughs> congratulating him. And, you know, it, it, it's nice to see. I, I know it came at the expense of the garden, but, you know, he was shooting, like, terribly. Oh, yeah, he was. Ever since he announced, like, uh, like 16 threes. Took him, like, five games to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, just goes to show you a, another record, another magical performance in the garden that's not a nick. <laughs> That's for damn sure. You get kind of tired of that. Actually, you come back, you know, with Jordan's five-five, you know, Kobe's, you know, sixty, sixty-one point. Hey, it was beat by Melo, so you know, I don't feel too bad about that. Mm-hmm. But a little saying about this. I mean, Nick, we have plenty of, you know, the Willis Reed, the Pat, many Patrick Ewing moments that you and Nick fan. He had plenty of moments here. You know, I think it's more of. It just ha- it happens to be at that time, you know, it just – and plus it's New York. The Garden, one of the most – no, no, the most – that's why they call it the world's most famous arena. 
of course, players are gonna players gonna come here. They're gonna play big. They want to do that. I still think he did it on purpose so he can break it in the garden. I don't care what anybody says. I watched that whole game in Indiana. I'm just oh hell no. As soon as they got about two minutes left in the game, I'm like all right, he's gonna do it at the garden. But I get why people say it. it is. It does get irritating because you're just like all right, you gotta be better at the garden. You gotta defend the house a little bit more. Um, and I don't agree with Stephen A. on a lot of things, but yeah, the Knicks are kind of, when they have that kind of stuff, it's like when you come in the house, you wipe your feet off before you come in the house and do your business. Yeah, they gotta, they kind of got to stop that, but you aren't going to stop Stephen Curry. He only needed two, two to do it. He was going to do it regardless. It's a cool moment, though, see Ray Allen, Reggie Miller also making us feel a little bit older. With those are guys that are coming and going. And to, you know, like I said, I thought Ray Allen, obviously, I thought he, I've greatest shoot I've seen. Mm-hmm. And for Curry to do that and that in less games, just yeah, like half. Yeah, it's crazy. Change the game. He's, you know, actually, it's kind of it's good for him to do it because he's a pro. But it's a bad thing for a lot of kids because you see that a little bit too much. Because I mean, I was watching like a pickup game just on Instagram. I swear I did not see one mid-range get one mid-range shot at all. I'm just like, what is going on? But that's what happens. You know, we had MJ. Everybody wanted to do the MJ moves. Now you got Curry. Everybody wants to shoot some 30, 35 feet. And, hey, it works for him, though. I give him that. But props to him. He is definitely the greatest shooter ever. I don't care what anybody says. That there's nothing you could say or even – no. There's, there's no there's no excuses. There's nothing. That's, that is the greatest shooter ever. And good luck trying to catch him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so – I was watching the game the other night. Uh, I think they were mm-hmm. playing the Celtics. Mm-hmm. It was like close to halftime. So they get the ball at half court, inbound the ball, Curry gets it. It's just a half court heave. But I mean, they were doubling him from half court <laughs> and he drew a foul. <laughs> That's how no, effective it is, man. No other player in the league would demand a double, triple team at half court on an inbound pass. But <laughs> that goes to show you how much this man ha- has changed the game. I mean, mm-hmm. shooting from the stands, shooting from, you know, the parking lot. This man is the literal definition of in the gym range. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, never seen anything like it. I don't, you know, I don't think we'll see anything like it again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's that when you say, you know, can't run away from the DNA. That man is the <laughs> definition. And, you know, speaking of the DNA, you know, Del Curry was definitely, uh, you know, he was shooting some shots in the oh, stands. Yeah. So, yeah, good, good for him. Um, you know, I, I know the parents were in, like, separate sections. You do the divorce yeah. and all. Yeah, know. I didn't even know until you told me that. And I'm like, oh, man, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was weird, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Um, to to go up, watch your son, you know, break a an NBA record such mm-hmm. as this one over time. I know the mm-hmm. evolution of the game. It's just it's just remarkable to see and mm-hmm. where where he ends up on the all time list in points or or even three pointers made. Mm-hmm. Absolute first class, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just stand up guy. One of the nicest players you can probably watch and probably meet, you know. And 
He's he's awesome, man. It still hurts to this day, you know, as a Knicks fan. You know, didn't want to go to Golden State, wanted to come to New York. You know, that's that that's the things that usually happen. But as I said before, I don't think this will happen if he was in a Nick uniform. It's just certain things you know that would not happen in a certain uniform. It's wouldn't happen if he went to Golden. You know, if he went to stayed in New York, I don't think this ankle injury probably would have been flaring up every other time, and we wouldn't even seen half of this. We've seen glimpses of it. Oh, what could have been? But I'm happy for that guy, man. It's awesome. And Del Curry, all those parents, man, they got to be really proud because all the work he's put in. Imagine going to the gym, you know, do shooting 500,000 shots just to perfect that mm-hmm. his shot and. Man, it's it's amazing, man. That's all I love about the game, like basketball. There's so much history in it. We're seeing history made. Like we always say, give flowers while he's here. Just enjoy it. Just like with LeBron, man. Stop all the, oh, Kobe, oh, he's better, MJ's better. Listen, just the dude is an amazing player. You know, everybody gave Jordan his flowers when he was here. I mean, everybody. Why not LeBron? Yeah. Jordan bitched. He whined. Just like every other star. Every other star bitches and whines if they don't get calls. It just happens. That's how it goes. LeBron's great. You know, he's going to go down to one of the top five players ever. We'll leave it at that. You know, you can mix around. You got Wilt, excuse me, Kareem, MJ, Larry, you know, LeBron, Matt, whatever you want to do. He's going to be top five. It doesn't matter. I mean, but get people their followers while they're here. But Stephen Curry's definitely getting them, man, because greatest shooter ever. Yeah, it's uh, congrats to him. Uh, Harden is at twenty five hundred and some change. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So he's pretty soon to pass Reggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe within the next, maybe this year actually, he could he could pass him. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll track that and see what goes along. But the, the evolution of the game, I don't think anyone's ever going to catch Curry uh, his mm-hmm. number. But mm-hmm. uh, we're going to see a lot more in the 25 to 3,000 range. So um, it's just just generational talent. Mm-hmm. That's a real generational talent right there. Um, so um, it's somewhat of an early Christmas present. Kyrie <laughs> returning for road games uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Now, we we understood their stance at the beginning of the season uh, about continuity and and uh, not being a distraction. So we decided to you know just banish him altogether. But so many factors now with you know the COVID outbreak among the team and Durant logging forty three minutes a game, Harden playing heavy minutes. If this was not sustainable they needed some reinforcements and i'm glad <clears throat> this is happening for you know for obvious reasons mm-hmm. and for those and I, I know there's a lot who says well the nets caved well at, at this point they kind of had to they there, mm-hmm. was, there was no choice you know you if you're looking for the long-term help of durant he's the only one who signed an extension Mm-hmm. Uh, Harden can sign one in the off season. You know, you, you can't have these guys log heavy minutes, forty-five minutes, in order to get to a championship goal. Mm-hmm. Also, with the number of players, you know, vaccinated, uh, 
and still entering health and safety protocols. They're not playing anyway. So it kind of left them, well, you know, if they're vaccinated and they can't play, you can't justify an unvaccinated player who has the ability to play on the road, know that this is a city mandate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think you can justify him playing, being off the team. He can practice at home, play on the road, you know, kind of help out when he can. And I, I think this is absolutely necessary. Um, and I, I don't think they caved. We'll see how uh, chemistry comes in because there's been no continuity anyway with these guys coming mm-hmm. in and out. So. No, this is the worst I've seen the team in a while, but they're still winning. So it kind of <laughs> it kind of yeah. helps. But KD, like the dude's playing MVP besides, you know, DeMar DeRozan, this dude is just – playing out of his mind. He's been the starter, the freaking middleman, the middle relief, the setup, the closer, whatever you want to call it. That that was been KD, man. And I don't know how long that's going to hold up. It's just not – you got to have other guys in here. And Kyrie, he's another guy that can break the defense down, make his own shot. He's a, you know, he's a play creator, but he's also a ball stopper. But, hey, when you can get to the bucket like he can and actually score – you're going to need that. You know, you got to rather – I know you rather have him for, you know, 30, 40 games rather than freaking none. Yeah. I'm taking out any day of the week. Because talent like Kyrie, you need him on the floor anytime you can get him. Yeah, this would be the only team who wouldn't have a home court advantage with home court advantage. <laughs> good point. Very good point. And – and. You mentioned KD playing at an MVP level, and it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this is Brooklyn KD the best version that we've seen? You know, Golden State KD was pretty damn incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, OKC KD won an MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I don't – I mean, this might be biased, but I think this, this is the best Durant I've, I've seen. Yeah, I definitely will agree with that because he just, you know, obviously he took over with Golden State, but, you know, you had Curry that can, he went off and, you know, pretty much overshadowed a little bit, but KD was still KD. But now everything is on KD because he doesn't have, you know, James Harden at James Harden status, like producing like we've seen him do. Kyrie's not even there. What does he have? The dude has to be everything on the floor. Dude is even killing it defensively. And, yeah, this, this is definitely the best KD I've seen. I mean, it's – he's submitting himself as the best player in the world. I really – you know me, I was a LeBron away, but just to see what that dude can do at any time and how efficient he is on the floor with ease, man, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, he, he might be on his way to another MVP, man. Yeah. yeah. Like – the efficiency, you know, the, the ease in which he does it. And you mentioned how guys don't take mid-range shots. You mm-hmm. look at all most of the MVP candidates, Durant, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, DeRozan. These guys are slowly but surely just bringing a mid-range game right back into it. Uh, even though Marcus Aldridge has been, you know, killing it for the most part all year mm-hmm. leaves the NBA in, in mid-range percentage so I love it Brandon Ingram mid-range assassin so 
the NBA always works in waves. You know, you get your low post game and you, you went back to the mid range and going out to three point land. And now we're starting to see uh, the mid range game come back into effect, uh, despite what analytics say about, you know, it being a bad shot. You know, these guys are 30 a night. It's, a, it's an effective shot, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, off that pick and roll, off the, well, you know, the stagger screen, Rip Hamilton mm-hmm. made a oh, yeah. career off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's it's a brand of basketball. I think that now mixing all together is mm-hmm. uh, much more enjoyable to see rather than, you know, like you say, the 35, 40 footers that, you know, guys that should not be taken you know, <laughs> unless you call Anthony Towns. <laughs> My man. <laughs> but yeah, if, um, mid-range game is dead, right? Ask the ball to Rosie, by the way. He does it better than anybody else, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, also, what's the uh, Hold on, I gotta let's stop the show a little bit. I see a little, little banner there. I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, uh, a fantasy league from last season, you know, ball busters, Lamelo hey, Ball, and yeah, you know, that's. <laughs> Lamelo Ball, uh, Andre Drummond, Kyrie Irving, and the boys brought home this banner for me, and uh, it's just gonna now I have the hardware to show that I know what I'm talking about. This is no fluke. And, and speaking of fantasy, I know you were on yesterday with uh, Felipe Total Base yes. Podcast, Fantasy Thank Baseball, you, Felipe. Uh, just to show that we are multi-talented. You know. God damn right. We'll never know. We'll catch us everywhere. But thank <laughs> you to Felipe, you know, for having me on. I had a blast doing it. You know, it was cool to saw some baseball with him. You know, Nuck, if you buck, show Walter, you know, got him on there. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be, hopefully we get some baseball, you know, with Dong City. Hopefully we can, they get back in the groove with it. Hopefully it gets some more news for us on the lockout because we don't know what the hell is going on. So, Henry Maldonado and Vince Mercandetti giving us the business, giving us that smoke for baseball, you know. But that's you guys do a great job. But yeah, um damn, we need some we definitely need baseball though. We we gotta be able to pass it off, you know. Yeah, yeah, it it's you know, the way those talks are going, you know, be there for five minutes and be up be up out of there. <laughs> Up and leaving. Now you good. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a long winter for those guys, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm sure once it comes down to it, they'll they'll come to their senses and realize, you know, we got we got to start on time. We mm-hmm. we need baseball and you know celebrate Thanks. the Atlanta Braves winning. The, huh? uh, yeah, I, I know. Me? It hurts to say. You got to celebrate shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, b- back in the fold with the COVID outbreaks. Do, do you see any change that could be made as far as, you know, the protocols for vaccinated players or did, you know, I know they mentioned the roster expansion because they got guys coming in like Lansing Galloway and Mario Chalmers mm-hmm. now coming back in the fold. Marquise Chris. This is crazy. Yeah. You know, so now they allowing roster expansion, but do, do you think they'll play the crowdless arenas or just go back into the bubble? Yeah, they have to. Honestly, I I can care less about the crowds now. 
they got to go back to that. Um, I'm sorry. It Once it gets to a point, you know, it's like a temperature gauge. You know, you it's green, you got the yellow. It's in the red now. I think I think you or I'm going to go a little bit now. You're going into the yellow. You're in the yellow. Now you're going towards the red before the damn pipe burst. And it, they got to stop that. I'm, I'm sorry. It was great seeing the fans, having the live crowds, but it's it's a wrap now. Until they get it back under control, they got to go back into the bubble. They really do. I know they would hate it, but it's, it's time. Yeah, I think the timing of it is awful, but I I, mm. I wonder mm-hmm. if they can work in stages. Like mm. I don't, I'm not sure if like the next step would be the bubble, um, mm. because you figure these guys go home and who knows what's going to happen. So you know, I know the controlled environment of the bubble really um, curtails a, a lot of the spread. Mm-hmm. So I get why that could possibly be the next step, but I don't I don't think it's logical as far as you know having every team go in and then you gotta you gotta adjust your schedule for thirty teams and you know try to spread out over three to four days. So it, the, the way the schedule is 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 mm-hmm. now, I don't think it can happen. I think they or, can go to crowdless arenas. I was just or, I was just about to say that, or bring the capacity down. I mean, yeah, yeah, oh, and they, and there was talk of allowing asymptomatic players to to play, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I still think that's tricky, considering yeah. all but the staff. But mm-hmm. if I think if you allow asymptomatic players to play, you can't have a crowd. No, Mm-mm. you know, otherwise, you know they. They might have to return to the bubble for a month or so until, you know, uh, booster shots or more data is available uh, across sports because NFL is postponing games. We've had five games postponed in the league in the past three days. Mm-hmm. And with Christmas on the horizon and, and New Year's, so people are going to travel. It, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. I, I think if they change the protocol to allow asymptomatic players to play, you can't have a crowd. Mm-mm. And if it, if the spread is still not contained, you can go for a 10 to 14 day pause and then have everyone go into the bubble. Because mm-hmm. let, let's face it, you're not, you don't want these playoffs decided by, you know, G League players and Oh, playing and, and, and all that, it, it's bad. It's a bad look for the sport. Um, I know the NFL is tweaking their protocols. And Matt Bushnell, Randy Hammond, they're going to go uh, much further into it Wednesday night on the Audible over in Football Life. It, you know, uh, I'm excited. Right, I know so the Lions got to win. Yeah, they're going to oh, yeah. go Wednesday uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, pre- to uh, recap week. 15 mm-hmm. and Thursday, Thursday afternoon to re- to preview week 16. So they're going back to back duty. Those guys uh, and, hard at work. The Lions, though, talk your shit for a few seconds, Leon. <laughs> you, you know, it, while we're into that for a bit, I, I know it's a bit off topic, but 
that was the first time in about three years I saw a competent NFL team <laughs> start to finish. They looked like they knew what they were doing. Golf and the defense, uh, the receivers, golf made some good throws. Defense really helped Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Hopkins was out, but they put pressure on Murray and made him real uncomfortable. The game plan was excellent. The kicker was on point. Mm-hmm. You know, two out of less, you know, they picked up two out of three wins. I'm not even going to count Denver because, you know, they travel <laughs> cross country. Half the team was missing. It was hard to make a game plan for them. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to see how that Lions team finishes, how Campbell finishes, how now golf is in COVID protocol. And we'll, we'll see what that goes through. But um, yesterday was real exciting to be a Lions fan. I, I know you, you're excited for the Mets and Buck Showalter and that rotation. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Something, something to look forward to. Uh, and, and like I said, Randy and Matt are going to go in-depth with that game and all across the league and Tom Brady getting shut out and flipping uh-huh. and cursing out coaches. So F12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's that yeah. extend gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but no, those guys do an awesome job and they'll be on yes, it sir. Wednesday night. Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon. Look out for Wednesday them in football life. Uh, they're going to gonna break it all down. But yeah, uh, I think crowdless arenas for uh, asymptomatic players will probably be the next step. Because mm-hmm. sitting out, I think that what it is now is you get two negative tests uh, before mm-hmm. you can play. That's how Westbrook got back in. Yep. Um, unvaccinated players, you need five consecutive days of negative tests. Figure as soon as Kyrie announces his return, he goes in the protocol. So, <laughs> you, know, you, you can't wait. The, the, the way this variant is working, it seems like no matter what you do, this, this spreads faster than, mm-hmm. uh, than the previous two. And it seems a good number of the players are asymptomatic. So I, I think they'll they'll change their protocol for that, but absolutely, yeah. Hopefully we we can contain this outbreak because yeah. It, uh, granted, uh, I I love these guys coming in and making an impact, but over an extended period of time, they will definitely get exposed. For real. Yeah. You know, it just. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they just get it right. You know, this silver's time to go. Okay. We got to get this right, and we got to get it right quick. Because one false move, <laughs> that's yes, Mr. Postman. And, and, you know, if you're looking for guys who are, you know, because obviously this is affecting a lot of fantasy teams, guys sitting out, you're out for two weeks, and you guys mm-hmm. to pick up you know, the Garrison Matthews, the David Duke Juniors, the Max Struss, Jordan Nora from Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, James Boonight. Charlotte really made a, a huge impact past couple games, 26, 25, uh, respectively. You know, I know what I'm talking about. I got a fantasy championship. So <laughs> look for those guys. Josh Christopher, if he's, he's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know Jason Tate's not out there, but maybe, you know, David Nwaba, Kevin Martin Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. Look out for a lot of these guys who can make an impact. Uh, Cam Thomas. Deuce McBride, when he eventually comes back. So there's a lot of guys out there for the taking uh, to fill roster spots because, you know, yeah, Isaiah Thomas, I'm pretty sure, is scooped up right about now. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. But, you know, uh, going across the league, 
actually, you know what I actually found interesting? Now, before mm-hmm. Kyrie's return, there was talk of uh, KP returning to New York. Kyrie for KP. Yeah. Now, I considered it for about <laughs> 2.5 seconds and said no. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, wait a minute. What is going on? But no, it's funny as hell when you, when you said that. You know, the first thing like popped in my head, to be honest. Like, seriously, this is what popped in my head. It was. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no, no. You don't, don't go down that. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I, I like KP as a player. But his injury history and 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 availability, just granted, Kyrie's availability is sketchy as well. But at least I know he'll play when he's on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, KP has does have nice, uh, he has you know size on the court. He can stretch mm-hmm. the floor. He plays very good defense. But I, I don't. I think it's just a bad fit for this Brooklyn team, and it would give Luca a second ball handler he needs. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a move I, I wouldn't do. Nah, nah. I mean, it's bitch ass. Nope. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. I won't wish him on my, my worst freaking enemy. But uh, <laughs> speaking of the Mavericks, though, um, it was kind of intertwined with the Pacers. It's kind of funny, you know, you hear about these things about Rick Carlisle. And him and Dennis Smith, I believe either UI shared the story about Dennis Smith or mm. somebody did. I think it might have been EJ. Might have been sorry. Okay. Sorry. But somebody shared it. And it was how he wanted to get rid of Dennis Smith for I got the player, I'm sorry. But pretty much driving like a wedge in between Dennis Smith and Luca because they hit it off really well. They were good friends and then Carlisle was doing certain things because he didn't want him on the squad. And that was that drove the rest with the team and stuff like that. And I think that ultimately led to his firing. Mm. And it's kind of funny that he goes to Indiana and then all of a sudden their top two players want to get out of there. I just – I really don't think that's a coincidence. You know, it, it, history usually repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And – I remember that Dallas story. So I, I think it, Carlisle wanted to draft Donovan Mitchell. There you go, right there. There you go. He didn't get him. He got Dennis Smith Jr. And yeah, like you said, drove a wedge between Luca and Dennis Smith, and which I guess led to his led to his firing. So Carlisle been there for, was there for over ten years. Mm-hmm. Had the pleasure of working with Dirk. You know, that's that's the case where a star, a low maintenance star player, kind of kind of extended his stay for a bit, mm-hmm. and then once he was gone, you got kind of got to see the you know the true calling of Carlisle and you know what his dealings were, and there's been some mm-hmm. rumors around the league about him being difficult to deal with, and I guess Buka was unfairly placed to blame as a coach killer. Turned mm-hmm. out to be Carlisle the entire time. And like you say, mm-hmm. as soon as you get to Indiana, hmm, Sabonis <laughs> wants out. Miles mm-hmm. Turning wants out. Wait a minute. Uh, mediocre 
inconsistent play. I mean, it sounds like Dallas all over again. So, mm-hmm. and, and we questioned that Carlisle hire from the beginning. Oh, absolutely. I, it was weird. It was definitely yeah. weird. And wasn't a good move, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And it, it sucks with Dennis Smith Jr. because not only did it obviously drew a wedge between, you know, on the team, but you figure that mental state has to affect yeah. his play. And uh, he really struggled for a bit and never really found his footing in the league. He's playing a, a lot better up in Portland. But mm. to get to have no traction to the start of your career, it's it's a tough go. And, and you get that reputation around the league is, you know, oh, this guy, what can he really mm-hmm. do? And, you know, he, it's hard to find your footing. And mm-hmm. uh, luckily, I, I hope he finds his niche in the league. It may take a little sure. bit longer than, than most, but mm-hmm. he, like we mentioned earlier, 13, 14, 15 guy on the bench, you know, they, they have talent. It's just a matter of opportunity. And uh, now he's up in Poland, he's getting a little bit more opportunity. Yeah, he just didn't have it with the next day. I mean, he had his moments with Dallas. He had more moments in Dallas than he did in New York. He got to New to New York, and it just – he fizzled out real quick. And Detroit, he had a few good games, but shout-out to Dennis Smith, though. We got a Derrick Rose. We appreciate it. Um, but other than that, like you said, psyche is something, man. And when you lose that, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, it's – I mean <laughs> – Good sixty, seventy percent of the game is mental, and mm-hmm. you know, that's that hell after all sports. But um, ho- hopefully, he he gets what he needs and really really propels his career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of hot teams in the league at Utah uh, running up. Uh, I think they're what in the third. They're third behind uh, Golden State, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Utah, Memphis. Now ten and two in their last yep. twelve games, all without mm-hmm. John Morant. You know Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson and Javon Jackson Jr. You know guys. We said that Memphis needed to take a next step. They have done that, uh, going into the fourth place mm-hmm. out west, really, really making some strides. And Desmond Bain, who I think may win most improved player. Yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, that guy really liked him. We both liked him coming out of college. And the dude could shoot tough defensively. Once again, he embodies that grit and grime that the Grizzlies continue to play. And it's continuing to work, so you can't – don't – if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have so much talent on that team and they do everything without Ja. Now, if they start losing with Ja coming back, it would be going, hmm, what's going on? <laughs> Turn to the Knicks, right? Damn right, man. Fix that mistake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, nah, but, um, yeah, I just – that team is fun to watch, though. They they don't give up. Great defensively, not able with defense. Mm-hmm. Um, tough. And it's 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 good to see, especially when a player like that goes down. You're like, oh boy, this this guy's in trouble. But the coaching, 
unbelievable job, man. And shout out to Man, I was about to call him Vancouver. <laughs> shout out to Memphis. <laughs> shout out to Memphis for, you know, keeping it together and making some history on the way there. Yeah, Zach Randolph got retired over uh, Yes, I love that. Weekend, so. mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Randolph. Well deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah, Tony Allen, man. Like I was talking about before, you look at the top, you know, you know, the West is pretty top heavy, obviously, but you know, look at the Clippers, sixteen and fourteen, Nuggets, surprising fifteen and fourteen, you know, Lakers sixteen and fifteen, Minnesota fifteen and fifteen, Mavericks fourteen and fifteen, Blazers five games on the five. So this this West man, it's gonna be a dope, both leagues. It's gonna be a dog fight to get into that that fifth through whatever spot to get into the play-ins. It's gonna be a fun watch, man. I'm, I'm really hoping it will shut it down and continues because I love the, I love parody, I love chaos, man. It, it's it's fun like that because you just never know what can happen. Yeah, my Minnesota playoff uh, prediction so far is looking pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is a four straight. Pat Bev putting his imprint on the team now, uh, mm-hmm. being a, being a pest. They're among the league leaders in deflections. They, mm-hmm. you know, Carl Anthony Towns is as solidified his role as the dog on the team. Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards really proven to be a leader and, and you know, he had 10 threes the other night, but um, I, I was high on Minnesota. They, they look pretty, pretty good. And I, I know Towns came out and said that he's the best shooting big man ever, but you know, <laughs> I, I know there's some guy out who plays with Dallas who might have something to say about that, but is Towns that far off? Uh, I'll say for center. I mean, you can say that. I mean, he is a center, so he does. That kind of does whole weight. And if you start talking about power forwards, he's not better than Dirk. You know, it's – I'll say he'll, he's up there. I mean, ever? Ever, ever? Ever, ever? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can point it out now. He hasn't been in the league for this long. I'm not one. I mean, it's not like he's setting records like Curry now. Like that. That's my – obviously, that's who you want to use now. But, I mean, when he's said and done, who knows? Ever? Is he one of the best big man shooters that we've seen in history? Absolutely. Absolutely. But ever right now? Mm-hmm. Not. I mean, Sabonis. Savonis is a good shooter. Let's not forget about him. You know, mm-hmm. if you watch a lot of young kids, they forget about him. I mean, there's arenas, you know. His son can play ball too, once again. There's, there's things that you don't know. But um Yeah, I'm no, no. <laughs> Sorry. I love I love Cat, you know, tri state area guy. Love Cat to death. Hell no. No, no. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's shooting 50 from the field, 43% from three. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been a lot of guys in, in history. I mean, not, maybe not with those numbers, but like you said, the longevity has a lot to do with it. He's very good now, but you look at guys uh, back in the day, like your Sam Perkins, your, uh, you know, you mentioned Sabonis. Matt Miller was uh, another guy who could really shoot. Mm-hmm. Troy Murphy. Uh, she Wallace, mm-hmm. you know, 
Kevin Love to to some extent. He wasn't really a three point shooter until like later on in his career. Mm-hmm. Well, was good KG with his mm-hmm. mid range. I mean, maybe they're just looking at threes, but <laughs> KG had a nasty mid range game, man. It was no, it was no joke. I mean, three point. You look at even Channing Fry. He was a really good three point mm-hmm. shooter as well. So, I mean, but Dirk, I mean, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> You ain't messing with the guy. You ain't messing with the German, all right? <laughs> Let's get that. <laughs> Let's get that shit straight right the hell now. So, town, now you got time there, buddy. Prove when it's all said and done. I'm not calling anybody the greatest nothing right now if you ain't Steph Curry. Just saying. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the evolution of the game because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if Ewing wanted to, he could have shot some threes. Hakeem, if he wanted to, could have done it. Kareem mm-hmm. could have done it. But oh, those guys, we mentioned earlier, with the the NBA going in cycles, post-game, mm-hmm. mid-range, out to the three. Now we're moving back towards the, the mid-range. So throughout history, these big guys just weren't asked to step out beyond the line and, and do that kind of thing because mm-hmm. it just wasn't the flow of the game. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if they wanted to, it, it could have been done. Um, I don't know about Wilt or Shaq, but nah. but definitely, you know, if, if Tim Duncan wanted to extend his range out there, he could have done it. Or, uh, you know, David Robinson, because, you know, both mm-hmm. guys had, had some touch. But, you know, we'll, we'll look at it this year now. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez extended his range. Jonas Valanciunas. So, it, it's definitely possible. But town mm-hmm. is, is is not that far off. He just no. he just has history on his side. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just to say right now he is not. Nah. Nah, that's just wild. Um, shout out to uh, J.R. Smith, a man with a four point GPA. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's always always good to see, man. You know, just um, someone. With, with getting some success, it just helped. School was hard, man. Even and, and, and for fan stage, the concentration and really goes to show that you can look past that blunder he made in the finals and look past <laughs> all the, you know, shirtless Jr. Jr. Tennessee Jr. You know, it's a, it's a smart guy, and and, and I'm I'm glad that. That stigma didn't attach to him, and everybody can focus on his 4.0 GPA and mm-hmm. his golf game and some something positive. And you know, it's it's good to see, man. Just uh, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Doing the whole golf thing, man. It's, it's so awesome. Plus, you know, he came into the league after high school, you know. So yeah. for him to do that at this age now, you know, he made plenty of money in his career. Yeah, go back to school and do your thing, man. Get your education. You know, it's it's really good to see that. Yeah, def- definite role model, you know, anyone who says, you know what, um, I, I want to go back to school, but I'm too mm-hmm. old or this and that, you know. It's no excuses now, man. Just, nope. uh, it, it's awesome to see, man, and, and much less uh, – for an HBCU, so really to put them on the map as well, and mm-hmm. you know, it's shout out to Jr. Man, it's freaking awesome! Hell yeah, gotta love it. 
Cameron voice. <laughs> uh, um, I, I know uh, Jalen Rose, I think, got uh, – he's getting divorced or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, damn, messed up. Yeah, it's a shot. Yeah, it, oh man, it, maybe after maybe after Christmas. All right, my man. It, you know, <laughs> it, it's different. That would be different shopping for your wife as it would be for your friend. You <laughs> <laughs> the clearance rack. <laughs> you mean shit? Hit <laughs> <laughs> the clearance rack, man. Man, that's, you might as well be in the damn friend zone when you do some shit like that. God <laughs> damn. That man said the clearance rack. No, it, it, to, to witness a, you know, marriage ending and public one at that. It's, that's the it's, worst, man. Yeah, it's sad to see, man. It, Oof. Much less when you work on the same show for all those years. Yeah. And, like, you, you know, see each other's face. And, mm-hmm. Like, imagine that, just like the dirty looks. You like you <laughs> trifling. <laughs> you trifling, dusty ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, it it's it, it sucks, man. Yeah, damn. Blame Stephen A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything goes wrong, blame Stephen A. Blame Stephen A. Match yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he left for a reason. He, he found himself greener pastures. Everybody found it. He went to LA. Eh? Come on now. Nah, I like I like him with Jay Williams and um. No, nah, it's not my Duke boy. Shut up. But um, <laughs> that's the man though. Shut up, Leon. Don't don't. That was my guy. But um, except for the whole accident thing. But yeah, him and Jay Will and oh my God, I'm going to blank. It's the third guy. Oh, Keyshawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is Keyshawn. They yeah. do in the morning, yep. Yeah, they do some awesome things in the morning. I mean, Hellerman, he seems right at home. Yeah, it's good for him, man. Good for him. Doesn't have to talk as much. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Uh, Mystics, Washington Mystics, they get the number one pick. Uh, Indiana Fever 2, Atlanta Dream 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, draft lottery been revealed. They moved to now a 36 game season. So, they added uh, four games to their regular season. No more single elimination playoffs. Good thank for, God. Yeah, thank God. Uh, but, ladies, e- evolving the game will maybe we'll be in talk of expansion mm-hmm. uh, in a couple years. Maybe Oakland or. Uh, Philly, maybe talks to Toronto. So we'll look out on the horizon there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sue Bird named female athlete of the year, I believe. Uh, so shout out to Sue Bird. Another well deserved. Another piece of hardware to her resume. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve Kerr named USA basketball head coach, taking over for. Uh, Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. You know, USA basketball in good hands. I, I know uh, Spolstra is going to be one of the assistants. So, you know, I like that. Yeah, good. had a good run in these past Olympics. 
uh, I, I, good, good watching Kerr. You see him with the Warriors. You have mm-hmm. to respect the players in the league. Um, wide open game. I, I, I think, you know, just continue to hopefully do the next step and repeat as gold medal champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, back to the ladies. Sue Bird gave, like, uh, just astounding this compliment to Brianna Stewart saying that she saved her career, actually, that Brianna Stewart saved her career. That was pretty big for, them to say, for her to say that. Um, also, Becky Hammond, your shot. The little opening, coach opening there down in with the Liberty. Play for him. I wonder if she'll take that step and take that job. She said her doors are open, so we'll see what happens there. That would be nice. I would be happy to see that because Becky Hammond is one of my favorite players. So, that like that would be that. nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Her a spoon. Her a spoon. Yeah, yeah, she's down in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that the would... thing. It's yeah, but it's hard to say. Like they're taking like the big step of you're already in the NBA now. You, you're making strides as it is. Mm-hmm. Would you want to do that? But well, it'd be interesting. See, and, and this, is, this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I, I know the NFL kind of you know struggles as far as minority coaches, and they mm-hmm. instituted the Rooney Rule. Uh, to, for interviewing a minority candidate, but we, we all know what that deal is. It's just window dressing. Yep. <laughs> We've seen strides in the head coaching vacancies in the NBA as uh, a lot of positions were opened. Uh-huh. Uh, they were, uh, a lot of minorities were ha- hired uh, in the NBA. But if you look at female candidates now, they're entering – uh, front office positions and now assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that there will be a female head coach in the NBA? You know, like you had your Becky Hammonds, your Teresa Witherspoons, and uh, many decorated WNBA coaches. Because you, you, you won't, you don't see them in college either. Uh, no, banning the. the the men's college team. Um, you know, Dawn Staley, uh, I, I know she's great coach. Hi- highly decorated as well. Uh, you think I, window dressing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's men-dominated sports. You know, they – I think it goes into where they listen to them. But should give them a shot. You just never know, man. Hey, worked on Wildcats. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but no, seriously, you know, it's just you got to give these ladies a chance. You never know what they can do, especially Becky Hammond. Man. She's, she pretty much does it. That's the thing. When Pop isn't there, she's done it before. The summer league team, she, she coaches these guys, these young men, these grown men. Uh, you got to get a shot. I, I'm hoping for it. I, I'll say it's a 50-50 chance. I'm going to be a little optimistic. That is me being optimistic going 50-50. But it's going to be – it's always an uphill battle, especially for women. It's always an uphill battle when it's dealing with stuff like this. And, shit, it took them long enough to get a female refs, man. Like, come on now. (laughs) True. So, we'll we'll see what happens. But I hope they get a shot, though. They definitely deserve it. 
so I, I guess it's obviously different money uh, for being mm-hmm. a head coach in the WNBA as opposed to NBA, just, you know, based on revenue and all of that. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I don't know if it would be considered a step back, uh, mm-hmm. no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just to have that head coaching title on your resume, even uh-huh. if it is with a WNBA team, if it would help land mm-hmm. an NBA job in the future. You know, it's, yeah. it, it also, I, I guess, a number of ex-players mm-hmm. in the league who want to be coaches. Or, that also, I guess, would have a an impact on it. But I guess the, the, the money these guys are making, many of these ex-players don't want to be coaches anyway. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. See how that holds up. But yeah, it, it'll get there though. It'll definitely get there. But um, it just sucks that you know a lot of these women are being held back after being pretty much you know they're basketball lifers too. You know, we talk about that on the men's side, but let's not forget that these women have played basketball their whole lives. They know the game. Some of them know the game better than men do. So I'm a shot. You can't. Hey, MLB, our first female. Believe the first female GM for the Marlins, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, it's getting there. Yeah, you got got the owner. You got owners, right? Detroit, I believe. Uh, the yeah. Only in Detroit. Yeah, she's. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, her, her her family was in there, so she yeah. took over when when they died, and yeah, um, yeah, it, it can happen. Can't be any worse uh, than you know, what, what, what's going on out in uh, Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's situated. Yeah. Absolutely. Could be, could be Sterling. Shh. <laughs> Oof. Man. Oof. Wow. Oof. I don't forget that one. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, yeah. You got anything else for our audience, man? Cause nah, man, this is fine. This, yeah, this, this is, is good. This is good. I mean, we sorry that we couldn't really go over the games because we had no action. We had like two games. That's just a, come on. Yeah. yeah. But hey, what can you do? But like I said, we will have if anything that does happen. We still plan on coming on. We got some fun episodes that we cooked up, you know, sure to start some arguments, but hey, we want to smoke. That's that's what we want. We want you to come in and argue, have fun, and, you know, keep with it, man. It's 76 episodes in, still churning. Still churning. Uh, you know, it's always good talking to you, brother, and I enjoyed your uh Episode yesterday with Felipe. You can catch those Thank guys uh, Sunday mornings over in Baseball Live, Total Baseball, uh, Total Bases podcast. Catch your fantasy baseball updates, uh, mock drafts, prospects to look for. Uh, both those those guys are good at it. They know their stuff. Gives you some analytics that you probably never heard of before. <laughs> uh, I give it up to those guys. I swear. I- 
I'm not. <laughs> I I won't say I'm an old school guy, but the, the hard hit rates and you know it's pretty interesting to see. You know, listen, just hit the ball and find green. That's how I look at it. But <laughs> I give it to him. It works. It, it basically it makes sense. So I, I give it to him. Definitely a shout out to Austin. You know, Sean if he comes back, Felipe. You know, doing his thing. Definitely appreciate you guys. Keep doing this, man. Absolutely. Uh, normally on Tuesday nights we're gonna we're gonna go Wednesday. Uh, afternoon, Matt and Randy, the Audible Football Life presents the Audible uh, recap week 15 and preview week 16. Uh, those guys are in the playoff mode, They're doing two a days and back to backs. Those guys, those guys are awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Giants are pretty much going to put Randy on a ledge, and right now the <laughs> Chicago Bears down 10. Uh, so that's going to be a fun episode for those guys. Uh, baseball lockout. Henry and Vince just waiting for some action. <laughs> once they uh, once they get some news, they'll be right back in the in the fold. But you know, Christmas, New Year's, most guys deserve a break too. They've been working all year, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, work shoot wrestling podcast a little on hiatus for a bit. But you can catch their previous episodes on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. Uh, iHeartRadio, and you can catch your visuals by subscribing to the Life Group Podcast Network on YouTube. You know, another good episode, brother. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, you and your family. Same to you. Thank you. Be safe out there. You know, Dodge Omnicron, Kudacron, Kudahada, whatever the hell. You- Omarion. Know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Chris Brown, run it, run it. Get away from me. I don't know. Matrix it, or whatever you gotta do, mask up, max up, you know, shoot up. No, wait, no, not that. <laughs> That's pretty wrong. Wait a minute, I know you're in the Bronx show. Sorry. <laughs> BX, I said, no. I said Rockefeller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, say, say no, kid, say no. And yeah, that's a, yeah, we we taking it back to the 90s. Dare. Dare to say no. Dare to say We no. lived it. We stayed away from it. We <sighs> advise you to do the same. Message for your ass. <laughs> Message. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. And yes, uh, sir. Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Uh, enjoy. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to your families. And we'll catch you on the flip side of the new year, 2022. Yes, Hopefully, we'll get some Christmas action. We'll get some NBA action. But we'll be yes. right back here regardless. Merry Christmas to you and your families. Until Merry then, New Year. <laughs> Until next time, everybody, yo, ball out. Sir, ball out.